0: Hey there, it's Renee Collins here, your host of the Retire Ready To podcast, where our purpose is to educate and empower families and business owners to take control of their money so that they can save more, invest smart, and build wealth. I'm excited to record today's podcast because I'm interviewing a couple who will be sharing with us how they paid off six figures in debt, they left their corporate jobs, and they traveled the world. And I might add that they have some amazing travel pictures on social media, so be sure to check out their brand, Learn, Hustle, and Grow. They buck the idea of the traditional retirement that many of us have been sold, go to college, work hard, stay in the corporate job for 30, 40 years, finance everything, and then hopefully you can retire at 65. Well, not the case with Rob and Rishon Lee. They forged their own path of what financial freedom would look like for their family, and they are living their own definition of the American dream. Hey there, Rob and Rishon. How are you guys doing today? Hey, what's up? Hey, Renee. Doing great. Thanks for having us on the show. Absolutely. So what I'd like to do is start off by having you guys share your separate journeys, because I know that as young adults, your beliefs around money were somewhat different. And then we will transition into how you had this shared vision that led you to financial freedom. So if you guys don't mind, you can go ahead and start us on your separate journeys. So this is Rishon. Rob and I met met and married in our 30s. We are a blended family. Before we met, we both accumulated college debt as well as became parents in Mm our 20s. So for me, becoming a single parent at 20-something actually... um, Just as I was graduating college, that kind of set me on the path as far as my financial journey is concerned, I had already accumulated student loan and credit card debt, and now I had the expense of daycare once I started working in corporate America. And I knew instantly that I could not afford all the same things that my peers could right out of college, right? I don't know if they could afford them either, but it looked really great. (laughs) You know, the best apartments and the, you know, (laughs) nicest car while I was driving my Saturn and trying to make sure that what I paid for rent provided a a two-bedroom in addition to the cost of daycare. So that was kind of my journey. Once I went down that path as a single mom, I just automatically moved into a focus on living debt-free, but I did not have any savings outside of my retirement accounts when Rob and I met. So I spent so much time focusing on paying off my student loans and taking care of our oldest son that outside of building my retirement, I just didn't have any other plans. So when he and I met, uh, our oldest was 12 years old. And so I'll let him tell, tell about his experience.
1: Cool. So I started out and I, I think the first time I even started experiencing any money was, okay, so I'll, you know, I grew up in not a great childhood. We were extremely poor, right? Like many of us, right? Um, so what happened was I ended up joining the Marine Corps, uh, just trying to find my way because I Honestly, at the time, didn't believe that I could even, you know, survive in college. I didn't know anybody who had ever been to college at the time, so I joined the Marine Corps, just trying to find my way in life. And they kind of whipped me into shape, I, and that's why I chose them. Right? I'm I'm right, from an area absolutely. called Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk, Virginia area. It's a lot of Navy guys there. The largest naval base, possibly, I think it's in the world, is there. But I didn't want to join the Navy. They to me, I just I wanted I wanted to. They're really hardcore looking guys. I was like, these guys will whip me into shape because my mom was a single mom also. She had me at 17. And then so I was like, hey, if I join, these guys will whip me into shape. So I joined the Marines, went away. They start sending me all over the world. It was insane. I was terrified. Then the first thing that happened was I remember when I was living in Okinawa, Japan, my first year, I got a. Discover card, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and I, I had never had a credit card. now I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what? I've I, I made it, man. And uh, so I, I had this Discover card at a thousand dollar limit on it never seen a thousand dollars and I couldn't believe that I had a thousand dollar limit on that car we rich yeah, yeah right rich.
2: exactly <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, and and in Japan Japan everything is like knockoff it's a lot of knockoffs right mm-hmm. I, was, I was buying all kind of knockoff clothes and Nikes and I burned that thousand dollars within two weeks okay <laughs> so yeah, after that yeah after that I was just, I was spending and thought I was like you know what I everybody was giving, everybody was offering loans and stuff to, cause I was a military guy, military guy. They know it's guaranteed money. Mm -hmm. So they just kept saying, Hey, Hey, you know, you can get this new car before you know it. I'm signing up for a car to, I'm I'm building a car while in Japan. So when I got back to Virginia, it would wait, be waiting for me in Virginia. Oh Um, wow! Yep. And uh, eventually I backed out of that one and, and uh, I, because I couldn't keep up with the, they wanted me to make a certain kind of payment or whatever. And I was like, ah, And I, and I was like, I haven't even seen this car and I've even driving. I wasn't really motivated. So I backed out and said, I have a certain amount of time. I backed out. And by the time I got to Virginia uh, after, you know, my, doing my year in Japan and I bought a car.
0: You know? It's crazy how they prey on the military yes. and college students. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Absolutely. They do. You know what? I was just going to say that because, you know, I was in the military as well. And I remember. You what know, branch were you in, Renee? I was in the Army. I was in oh, the Army, and yeah, I was Army, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I I was stationed in Mannheim, Germany for for two years. And I just remember everyone trying to market to the soldiers. It was just ridiculous. I think now they have financial education for the soldiers, but at the time they did not. Mm -hmm. And so you're absolutely right. Everyone tries to prey on the military because they know you're getting a guaranteed paycheck every month. And then the other class is you're right college students that because that's where I actually got my first credit card was in college mm-hmm. you yeah. know and you know without any time for financial education and I wasn't working so. me either. And I, you know, I, had a, I had a part-time job at Walgreens and in the mail room but I had a few credit cards mm-hmm. because they gave me a free two liter soda Right, a free, a free pizza or sometimes <laughs> even free t-shirt just, I was just sign here yeah <laughs> right exactly exactly so that's definitely not a, a good scenario so you guys are you have your own journeys your own experiences that you have around money so walk us through how do you come together as a couple So, like I said, by the time we met, we both had credit card and student loan debt and kids. Mm -hmm. So, for anybody who thinks, you know, you can't do it with kids. Our kids were already in the picture when we met, and and so was the debt. So, we Mm -hmm. met at work.
2: Yeah.
0: And... um, that that in that in itself is a whole story yeah, it is yeah. yes you have to tell the story because i love it well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that that's really that's really rob's story to tell i will say that we worked at a, we worked at a financial institution where i was a broker yeah. who is who is actually a salesperson and then um and rob was, was, in, an IT was in it yeah i was in okay. it
1: Uh, Yeah. And, you know, it it was just a casual day. I was single. I was planning on being single for a while. i had been single for, I don't know, five, six years. And then uh, me and the guys, just like we do in the back, we're talking about the girls and saying, you know, and and one of the guys kind of said, man, because, because he, he, everybody thought Rob knows exactly what, what he wants in a woman. Right. And so it was was four of us back there. And one of the guys, he's the youngest of us and he's just, he's always just listening. And he, he was uh, saying, Hey, and he says, "You know what? You sound just like this young lady that I know here." And I don't—they didn't even know each other really well, but they kind of knew each other in passing. I don't know—I don't know how well they knew. He says, "I know the perfect lady for you, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, right." And we worked in an area like we worked in a—she you know, said a financial institution—and it was a one-story building with like fifteen hundred plus people there. So it's a oh, lot wow. of people, right, mm-hmm. on one floor. So we're—we're—I'm, and I'm in IT, so I'm constantly in contact with everybody. You always eventually you're going to need me right that's how I felt right because mm-hmm. I was I was in support and stuff every time computer go down you know the ticker machines go down whatever right any financial machines so what happened was he came and he says hey let me let's go out here and I'm going to show you this lady right so I said okay whatever so and I, so we we go out there and he kind of points her out and he says there she's right there and we were acting like we were doing something on the computers we weren't really doing anything just kind of you know mock typing, right? <laughs> but we were really close to her. We were like, you right. know, four or five feet away. And I was like, oh, yes, sir. That's just my type right there, buddy. <laughs> now,
0: Renee, this is a, this is a male-dominated environment. Right. And so right, by right. the time that I met him, both all of my career, I've been in male-dominated professions, mm-hmm. first in technology and then in finance and back to, um, back to technology again. But I had become accustomed to men just lingering in the area. But
1: mm-hmm. I was working and I'm putting quotes up. I was working. There.
0: <laughs> He's the <laughs> exception. And so, so I really had no idea that yeah. he that he was there or checking me out. Yeah,
1: nobody was paying. Nobody pays attention, especially when you see IT guys. You're, right, you know, they, exactly. You could be doing anything. So we, we we blend in and nobody pays us any mind,
0: right? Right.
1: So, <laughs> so he pointed her out and I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, whatever. so it, he kind of put her on my radar. And then I just kind of watched and, you know, just paid attention for a while. And, you know, Rashawn carried herself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I knew what I was looking for. I, I was past all the drama. You know, I was finally, you know, uh, tr- trying to get out of the game. And I was like, if I could just give me a good woman, man, this is going to work out just fine for me. Right. Right. And, and, and hey, she fit the whole criteria. So I decided to figure out how to, I asked around some of the fellows who worked on her team and, you know, some of them were a little afraid of her. They were, they were like, hey, man. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you want to do that, buddy. I don't she, she, she's one of them strong ones, man. I was like, she from Chicago and she. They, they That's right, about,
0: Chicago. And like, she,
1: she, she from Chicago and she didn't She didn't take no smack. And they are like, man, she's really good at what she does. She's always number one, number two on the team. Well, I was like, oh man, I, and I loved it. I love high powered women. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Everybody was right. running away. And I was like, hey, well, why are y'all running away? Y'all should be running towards that, right? Right. You you know, put us together. How they going to stop both us? But. <laughs> Jay Z. So yeah, I was like, hey. Um, so I so I decided, yeah, I was gonna meet her, and that's how you know we kind of met eventually. No, I,
0: no, we didn't just meet.
1: You okay. broke my. Computer. Uh, okay, okay. You want Are you telling that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what what happened was this is the deal, Renee. So so this is the deal. I watched for a little while. In in the meantime, I did my own thing. I didn't want to. Looked like I was just stalking the woman, so I was like, I was still even was,
0: though you can hear I, he clearly. I was, was
1: <laughs> I was still moving around, you know, doing my thing just in case because I didn't know her story actually. I didn't know and she didn't have a ring on, but I was like, oh, you know, so whatever. So then, so what happened was one day I just said I told my best friend he was still living in Virginia and he lives here now in Texas, but uh, and I was like, hey man, I I said this I was like e- eventually her computer will break and I'll have to she'll I told the fellas, hey, if her computer breaks, I'm gonna handle Miss Rashawn, okay? Like, 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 okay. like, like. Three months go by, Renee. I was a patient man. Mm-hmm. Three months go by, and
0: I can't believe it was three months. This Renee. computer he is listen, not patient.
1: This computer still won't break. She still does not need IT help. And I I'm am i am my mind is boggled, okay? Because because they most of those people can't lift a pencil without IT help around it. Right, right. So. <laughs> so what happened was I said, today is the day. We are gonna meet today. So I told the fellas I said, hey, if Rishon Irving. Her computer breaks anytime soon. I'm just just reiterate don't don't help her. They were like, okay, okay, cool, cool. So what I did was I went on the back end with my IT hacking skills and I <laughs> deleted her uh, Microsoft Office, or, uh, her her uh, Outlook, which had, which she had to send emails, right? Right. <laughs> so within five minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> I got a call on the little microphone, and we had like little walkie-talkies. And the guy told me, "Hey, Rob! Oh my God, Rashawn's computer is broken." It was like a, it was like a red alert. Everybody knew it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he says, "Oh my God, she almost she almost had me, man. She wanted me to fix it, and I was like, right,
0: because I see him, I know he's in IT, so I try to wave him over. Right? And the guy just runs away yeah, from yeah, me. I'm yeah. like, what is going on here? He
1: knew the deal. He knew the deal. He... <laughs> Broco, he ran. He was like, hey. She, she needs you she needs you I was like okay so then that's how we met I went over there and, and
0: he commits to interviewing yeah I was me. like oh
1: so how you doing today oh I'm fine and she kept looking over at her friends I was like okay well, this 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 lady's always looking at her computer now I'm trying to talk to her I'm sitting here and she keep looking over her friends and she's they're waving and they're talking and whatever girl what you been doing and I was like okay so hey hey man focus focus I'm, I'm like you know
2: <laughs> hey over here
1: <laughs> I was like hey so uh so, so I'm like hey just hey just well, what, what's wrong? What's the, what's the problem? She's telling me the problem. My outlook's just not working. I hey, just fixed it. I'm going to go over here and talk to my friends. no, 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 no. I need you to be here because I need you to use your credentials and I don't want your password. She's like, let me just give you pa- my password. No, 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 no. I need you to, I need you, you know, that's, that's, that's not secure, even though it's not. Yeah, I, that
0: I is so funny. He still <laughs> had a plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Always. That is definitely a man with a plan. Now yeah, he's definitely think he definitely thinks strategically. Yeah. Right. I see. I see. So hey, how do you think we got here? Okay. Time? I was about to say, obviously it kind of worked, <laughs> but I do know based on my conversation with Rishon that um there was a journey that you had to take even to get there. So can we talk about that that first date? Oh wow. So we had been uh, so initially. Uh, When Rob asked me out, so he interviewed me at the computer that day, and I didn't think anything of it. My colleague, you know, let me know, hey, he's interested in you, and I just kind of blew it off. But later on, he did come and ask me. We went to a holiday party first, and after the holiday party at the company, holiday party party at work. Then he asked me out on a date, and I said, I don't, I don't want to date anybody at work. It can just go really bad, and this is a place where I need to make sure everyone sees me as a professional. Mm -hmm. And then he said okay, well, let's try to stay in heat, What well, he didn't say, okay, what he said was, I think that as adults, we can manage it. Why don't we just give it a shot? And I said, well, why don't we try building a friendship? Let's do that. Let's try to get to know each other first and, and see how that goes. And then my compute, my laptop broke.
1: How convenient.
0: My home, my <laughs> personal laptop was He She was working. using me, Renee. So I said, well, this IG wants to talk to me. So So let me me use this while I
1: can. Fix
0: my laptop. I had already tried taking it to like one of those. um,
1: Geek Squad. Yeah. One of those. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't fix it.
0: So I brought it back to Rob. And because I was giving him my laptop, he said, well, you're going to need to give me your phone number.
2: Yeah.
0: If not, so that I can communicate with you about this laptop, I was like, "Oh my God, he can't just work on it and bring it back to work." But okay, so I give him my phone number, and next thing you know, we are having regular conversation. Yeah. So even after I got my laptop back, even he held on to it for a little while, a few weeks, because we talked on the phone. Ah,
1: I gotta fix that in one day. <laughs> one day. We
0: talked. I got the- a
1: whole degree in everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he has a degree in computer science. and kept my laptop for weeks. Anyway, so we're talking on the phone back and forth as I make this commute uh, to, uh, from work to home because he lives near the job five minutes and I live like almost an hour away. And so he's keeping me company on my commute every day. And we're really getting to know each other. I'm like, oh, this guy's cool. And uh, so one day while we were on our, uh, on my, I was on the way home, he said, so, oh, and at this time, we're also having maybe occasional lunch or breakfast together at work. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the whole get the to haters know each The were other out, thing. Renee, I'm telling you. I'm sure they were. They, they saw
1: what was happening.
0: I was like, we're friends. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. He, and he said, when am I going to get to see you outside of work? And I said, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And he said, nothing, absolutely nothing. What you got going on? I said, well, why don't you join us for church on Sunday?
1: Oh, snap. And that
0: kind of was his response. He's pretty open as far as communication. He just can't really hide what he's feeling. So it was all, you know, it came out of his voice, even though we were on the phone. I couldn't see his face, but I could imagine because he was not enthusiastic about coming to church. Now, when I had previously asked him when is the last time he had been to church, he referenced something like five years. What he meant was 15 years. Good Lord. He had not... <laughs> been in a church since he okay, was a child we, we
2: so, <laughs> <This is money.
0: laughs> so he came to church and met my family my son my sister and my two nieces at the time and um so that was our first day at church and then we followed that up with lunch yeah okay well you know what it must have been a good experience because it like you out. said you, right exactly you're here today you know yes. from there how did you guys bring in or blend in your family and your money? Because, um, yeah, because you had different, very different backgrounds. And so how did you bring those two together? So, so now our backgrounds are very similar, right? Both raised by teenage moms, both grew up poor, both first generation college students, both military. We mm-hmm. didn't realize like how much we actually had in common. Right. Mm-hmm. What was very different was the money mindset. Yeah. Got it. I w- I was debt-free outside of a car note and a mortgage. And mm-hmm. I determined that I was never going to have debt again. I, at that point, I was already paying off credit cards, you know, when they came due. And mm-hmm. Rob had come from kind of a balty fall environment between the military and some family influences yeah, I
1: was making up for uh the money I didn't have for a long time right mm-hmm. so i was always I was always spending you know I was mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't making I definitely wasn't making enough to be spending the way I was so um I just
0: he just was excited about stuff
1: oh yeah I, 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 I was excited exactly. I, I, I felt so deprived for so long I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get these these new J's I'm gonna get these clothes I'm gonna get a new car or whatever but Um, you know, and then I met her and then it was, wow, we were, we were kind of different, different, you know? Right. Exactly. I liked it. I liked it.
0: Yeah. What is, so is it fair to say that he was a, a spendthrift and that you were more of a saver? That's why okay. I, I always say saverish because, you know, my savings was in my retirement, um, mm-hmm. in my retirement only, but I was doing pretty good there. So when we decided to get married, we had gone through premarital counseling where we covered a multitude of yeah, topics. Really and helps. I realized how different we were when it came to finances. We also did a 10-page um, pre premarital questionnaire before we even got to premarital counseling. Yes. Because Rob likes to be prepared. So we were really <laughs> delving into some, some deep topics. And it just, for me, I was like, there is no way we're going to be able to combine our finances because we are so far off. And so initially, we had this convoluted plan of percentages right. of what how we were going to bring our money together.
1: Right. One, one thing I want to say, Renee, really, I don't know if you know this, but yeah, we got together really fast. Like we were, I proposed at the actual six month mark.
0: Oh wow! Right? Okay. I'm mm-hmm. I single
1: for years, and then, mm-hmm. but I when I knew, I knew. So
0: right, exactly.
1: Uh, it moved very, very fast. So I think that kind of, you know, was right. part of it. So yeah,
0: that, that, right, that that definitely could have had something to do with it. Even if we had been together longer, though, unless he was changing his money mindset during the course of that time, I think I still would have been alarmed. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because a lot of, I'm just saying, I'm like, Ooh, that's, mm-mm, I do not want to be poor again. That's what I am Right. Up. Right. Right. Life. So that was top of mind for you. Yes. Yes. As a single parent, I've worked really mm-hmm. hard. Now I'm making good money in a sales environment. And, you know, I just didn't want, I just didn't want to see that debt pile up again. I had just finished paying off my student loans when we um, probably a year before we met something to that effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um we get married and then we come back and go to church okay and right he had already been going to church with me since that was really important to me right as you know Mm -hmm. since that was our first date he began to go to church with me while we were dating and throughout our engagement after we got married he joined the church and um but we heard like an immediate sermon about two become one yeah And for those folks who are believers, you will know that you can go and hear a message and with a group of people and everybody might get something different out of that message. Mm -hmm. And we all know what the two shall become one message is, but since he had really been in church that long, I didn't know what he was picking up from it. Mm -hmm. But immediately we get home and he says, I think this message pertains to our finances. I was like, what? (laughs) You picked up all that, and you're just a baby Christian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just did not want to uh, have a bunch of separate things going on.
0: Man, after I being was
1: married. Like, oh. Oh. by the way, this is this is my second marriage. I was married like a year. Okay. One time, Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my 20s with my son, my son son's mom, mm-hmm. uh, and it just did. You know, we were just we were just all messed up. We were just all we didn't know what we were doing and it wasn't it wasn't a lot of compromise this time i was like you know what i can see this on the horizon or i Mm can see that if we don't change these things right now there's a possibility that a lot of stuff gonna go bad because if she's making money and i'm making money or whoever's making whoever's doing what and we got everything separate i just i just don't agree with that so
0: and honestly it's it's Mm -hmm. very rare that two people who are married make the same amount of money right or so it's um, gonna be unfair right there are ebbs right. and flows ups and downs and whoever makes the most money can change at any time yeah just depending That's on right. the course of what's happening in your careers People don't see that. but i was like oh my goodness no he said he said we're i think we're. this is more of a roommate setup and i was like oh no i said okay well i'm gonna need some time to <laughs> pray about it right so we right. got right. Married right. in right. april or what have you and i was like i said i was taken aback because we had this Fresh heat plan that we were going to do. And then, as uh, soon as we got back from, uh, we got married in Mexico. And as soon as we got back, he was saying, No, this isn't going to work. I was like, Did he wait till we got married?
1: No. <laughs> you pay the cable, I paid the lights. And so, no. And yeah, so,
0: that's, a, that's hard. It really it is. is. Especially, like you said, if you have two people who are making different incomes, it's like, How do you balance that?
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So um, I mentioned something about joining finances or money management at work. And my boss at the time, his name was Josh. He and his wife had done the Dave Ramsey total money makeover mm-hmm. because he had had quite a bit of law school debt. he okay. talked about the beans and rice diet and the seven baby steps. And he said, you might want to check that out. Mm. And so I felt like that was an answer to my prayers. I came back and talked to Rob and said, listen, I think that before we combine finances, we both need to try to get on the same page. Are you open to some financial education? Mm-hmm. He was like, sure, absolutely. And that that's one hard. of the things I love about my husband is that he mm-hmm. is you know, always open to learning something new if it feels like it'll help us to continue to grow.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, and that really helped us to get on page, right? Different people perceive Dave Ramsey differently. Mm-hmm. However, for us, based on where we were, Rob needed that kind of harsh tone when Mm -hmm. it came to spending money. Dave Ramsey will just tell you flat out, it's stupid. Mm -hmm. People don't want to hear that, but it was effective for us and helped us to get on page. So we started there with money management. Once we agreed that our goal was to knock out the debt and increase our savings, that yeah, from there, we just, everything took off.
1: Those seven baby steps, I mean, really, honestly, it, to me, it feels like even today is all that anybody really needs. I mean, he could he didn't have to write a whole book or classes, really. If you if you can follow those things and stick with them, he gets all the way to the end where you're talking about pay off your house and pay yeah. off and invest in it and all that, yeah. right? So now,
0: we did modify those steps yeah, a little bit because at our age, we we met in our 30s. We knew that time wasn't on our side regarding saving for retirement. So we never stopped our retirement savings.
1: No. Yeah, he still stop it, yeah. Right. We, we and it.
0: we continue to use credit cards uh, and we just made sure, and, but we were now both on board with paying them off. Every uh, month. As, yep. Every month. As every day day. Day. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because I think he's completely against credit cards. He, yeah, he credit is. Right, yeah. exactly. Because a lot of people
1: can't, you know, People can't hang in there, you know, a lot of times. Right.
0: Yeah, people fall yeah. off. So you have to know yourself and know how disciplined you are in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. But, I agree. You know what I mean? I use a credit card for my business and the rewards, I love them. You know Yes, so. we
1: love. That's how we travel. Yeah. So our,
0: right. Our anniversary trip, we just got back from yep. St. Lucia and yep. that was all paid for on our reward through our rewards.
1: Yeah. And we, we still absolutely. keep zero
0: balance on the car. Yeah. And that's the key. That's the key is to you can use the credit cards, especially if you can be disciplined with them and take advantage of any awards that they provide.
2: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Yeah, especially with you guys. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about you went through Dave Ramsey's program, you modified it to meet your needs,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then from there, how did you get to a place where you had paid off six figures in debt? So, we were paying off the we were paying off student loans. Mm -hmm. Right and Mm -hmm. and credit card yeah wasn't much credit card left Rob said a small amount yeah and then some car notes really our biggest debt payoff was paying off our mortgage yes so we're on the modified Dave Ramsey plan and we are um, and Rob wants to be an investor yeah so Rob knew when we met that he wanted to invest in real estate now. Um, I was never uh, I was never really big on the idea of investing real estate. I thought I would always keep that one house because I was already a homeowner when we met. I thought mm-hmm. I would always keep that one house as a rental property, but I hadn't really considered purchasing uh, multiple. But Rob was like, we're going to be real estate moguls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was she like, oh me, my yeah. God, <laughs> this guy likes to spend money with all these big dreams. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So... <laughs> So he was like, I just need you to start listening to these podcasts, right? He was already listening to the bigger, bigger pockets, pockets podcast. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's and a great I was one. like, well, why don't we just focus on paying off this debt was, first, like and, our first year, and man, building up saying. these retirement accounts? So he was really, he was pushing it early on, but it took me some years to yes. get on board. I had mm-hmm. a super stressful job. <laughs> um, I left the brokerage firm where we met and moved, um, moved and went to, and went to Microsoft and it's a very demanding job great mm-hmm. company great opportunity really good money but very demanding yes. so I was like I don't have time for any of this so and then I was the person who was managing the spreadsheets and looking at the numbers so as we were going through all the numbers and everything we were doing really good we would set our goals and hit them and we would allocate bonuses towards Paying off things in bigger lump sums, mm-hmm. we had established a five to nine, yeah. and Eventually we, we paid were the putting cars. money towards that. Yeah, Pay off the cars—that was like one of the easier things to do because we both had been years into our cars when yeah. we met. Yeah. And then yeah. I transitioned from Microsoft to a technology consulting firm, and during that transition, I had some free time. And so for some reason, I started listening to the podcast. Yeah. I think it was because uh, at this point, I wasn't feeling well health wise. Yes. Um, my health was starting to suffer because of the stress, the job, yeah. uh, the stress, and I was traveling pretty regularly. Yeah. And... Um, I, I was in a hotel for work when I started listening to the podcast. Next thing you know, I'm binging on these podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, we could so do this. Yeah. I never
1: stopped listening. I think, yeah she, yeah, she saw it. I was still listening every day and I was loving it. And I was yeah. like, wow, mm-hmm. we could just, but then one day she just, it just clicked. I was, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was like, oh.
0: I was like, oh my God, we we could do this. We could do this. Now, at this point, we had actually, um, when I agreed to participate in the real estate mogul idea, we had. <laughs> Uh, sold our, we had ch- taken our first home and turned it into our first rental property. Remember I was on board with the idea of doing one mm-hmm. and that was like in 2013. That's when we yeah. started the, the real estate investing journey. And we were out looking for rental properties and it found that the market had turned and people were doing flips and we weren't able to get the kind of house we wanted for what we wanted to pay, but interest rates were really low Yes, mm-hmm. at that point. So we were, I was like, you know what, let's do the numbers on this. And with this low interest rate, it makes sense for us to get our next home. Yes. So we move into the home that we're in now. A
1: bigger house, yes. yes. Which I did not <laughs> want to do, Renee, by the way. I, was like, I, I wanted to stay right. where we were. Now by this time,
0: he's saying don't stay. Yeah, money.
1: it's crazy. I'm like, the oh,
0: that's so funny. I
1: was like, let's just stay where we are and find a place for like 150, 160. And we couldn't find that in our neighborhood anymore, yeah.
0: right? Right, so yeah, because the changing. market had changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was so like. So by, yeah. by this time, we had been together five years and married for. If that was twenty thirteen, we got married in two thousand nine. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we we turned that into a rental property, and we still own it. It has done really well. Yes, it has. But Rob was like, let's do. We need to do a minimum of one a year. Yeah. And I was yes. like. <laughs> I mean, he was—he's really pushy. Right, right. <laughs> he's just That's a man not, with a vision. <laughs> yes, he—he he would not let up. He's staying in front of my vision. He—he <laughs> he would not let up. Um, I began to uh, to listen to some of the podcasts at at some point, so we had purchased two more properties in mm-hmm. in another area, yeah. we. So I was down with, with the one a year initially, but then once I started listening to the podcast, I realized once you understand the financing and the money management behind real estate you can accomplish so much more So I said you know what if we go through these financing routes we can actually pay off that first property oh actually we can use that first property to pay off this one because we paid off, off yes, we, we paid off the first rental. Right. Okay. So that that, that rental um, was at a zero balance right Okay yes. so that's, that's the one that you guys lived in initially the first one. One okay. house. Yes. Right, first yeah. okay. right Got that it. was a, a three bedroom two and a half bath 1500 square foot home with a two car g- garage yep. okay. the perfect starter home right so mm-hmm. initially just um, me and our oldest son in that home and then eventually our family as a whole. And we decided to stay there because the oldest was in high school when yeah. we got married. And Makes we didn't sense. want to upend his, you know, experience. Right. But staying there doing during those four years gave us the cushion we needed to, to create savings, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So it gave us the opportunity to make any repairs, yeah. or updates. We, we, we updated the house right. a lot, yeah, yeah. We, okay, we, while you were living there.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. We,
1: we got granite countertops. We redid we did the roof, I think we did the roof mm-hmm. right. and we did the bathrooms. So it was really, really nice. By the time we left, we, we enjoyed it for a little while. And right. then we eventually moved out and moved into the bigger, newer, newer house. Okay. And then it was okay. already ready to rock and roll, you know, water heater, everything. We changed out the uh, air conditioning unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of failing, mm-hmm. but everything was just, so it was like a, almost like a new house in a way that it was super quiet for the first few years.
0: And that's why we always say when people ask us, we always if you're a home if you're a homeowner, that first home you yeah. live in it can be a great first rental because exactly all the things you were looking for, we were looking for good schools, yeah, right? good quality of life, decent neighborhood, all the things you're looking for, renters are looking for those same those things. Same thing. That's exactly right. And so we, we used to suggest that people start there, right? Mm-hmm. If you're living in the home, that impacts your interest rate and all that good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so we never, so we didn't sell it. We still own it today.
1: Oh, um, wonderful.
0: Yes, it. we we had already, we paid Double it off.
1: Double value, yeah. Right,
0: mm-hmm. so we, we paid it off. That was our first significant payoff um, was the mortgage. Well, oh, what we did, we refinanced it first yeah. from off. a 30 year down to a 15 year. Yes. And we got a super low interest rate on it at the same time we were buying this house. After we did that, we decided to pay it off. And once we paid it off, we learned about cash, cash out, out refinance. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we learned about listening to the Bigger Pockets podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, and this is now 2018, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. We could actually use that first house to pay off this current house. Yes. When mm-hmm. we bought this house, it was 300000 Mm -hmm. just over 300 300 and some change and we put down 10 percent 15-year loan yeah on with a 15-year mortgage and because we had a 15-year mortgage we had a lot more money going towards the principal than if you have a 30-year yes Mm -hmm. so after the first five years 2018 we'd actually already paid off 100,000 total yes wow that's pretty good so between the 10 percent Mm -hmm. down a low interest rate and five years gone by, that 300000 was now down to two hundred. Yes, and that's mm-hmm.
1: what we realized. Yeah.
0: And remember, we have the first home that we initially paid $150,000 for. That was now probably worth $200,000. And we could cash out refi mm-hmm. in order to pay this house down. So uh, we spoke with our lender to do all the numbers and everything. And of course, the lender always wants to give you more money. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) You can definitely pull out more. And we're like, no, what we're going to do is take out $150,000 on that house.
1: And keep the house. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. And keep the tenants in there paying that mortgage. It's worth more. It has equity in it. But now we took that $150,000 and put it towards our primary residence. And we were also investors in Stop. the stock market, long-term buy and hold. So we took $50,000 from our brokerage account and between, you know, we sold off some American Airlines stock or something sure. at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time we did that, we had the $200,000 to pay off our primary dumped residence.
1: It. So we stopped all that interest right then and there. A lot of people wouldn't right. agree with us, but we that was no interest at that point, right? So right.
0: Yeah, and I, I like the strategy because the rental, now the renters are basically paying for the rental property.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, oh, yeah, that was, yeah oh, that's so still a that Right. Absolutely. We mm-hmm. made
1: sure that when we, when we talked to the lender, that we were still going to be positive, you know, at least break even. And uh, they were going to be able, you know, we weren't going to owe anything per month. Right. Right. So she kept, she kept trying to give us more money. So I don't remember how much the house was worth, but we pulled out 150. Right. Let's just say the house was worth like 215. Right. At the time, We said, hey, let's make sure that when we do this, we don't want to have to come back and have to pay I don't know two hundred bucks out of our pocket every month. We still exactly. want the tenant to be able to co- cover that. Yeah. So What's the match we can do with the tenant still covering it? And that's that's how we figured that out. Yeah. So.
0: Okay, that's a, that's a great strategy. Yeah, the tenants cover the the rent that the tenants pay covers the mortgage, the insurance, and any maintenance. Yep. And pro- uh, maintenance, property taxes, and property management fees. Yep. Wow, that so is all ridiculous. of that is covered. Um, in in the payment. So that was a great move for us because who knew the pandemic was coming? Right. right? Exactly. That was 2018. 2018 we did that. So we became (laughs) mortgage-free in June of 2018. We were really excited about it. The bank, not so much. (laughs) And then... Once we were mortgage-free, then it was our youngest son was graduating from high school. Our oldest was scheduled to graduate from college. He ended up doing another year, but he did that year from home and actually watched the house from us, for us. He was our house sitter while we were traveling. Yeah. And it was like, when would we ever have another opportunity like this to just pick up and go where we yeah. want?
1: Yeah, we had a big dream to travel for a full year, maybe by the time we were 55, right? Right. And- I was 43 at the time. Uh, and Rashawn said just she's kind of said, Hey, you know what? Wow, we're in a unique situation. Remember, we were talking about you traveling by fifty-five. What if we did that now? And I was like, What? We got jobs.
0: Yeah, I'm three years <laughs> senior. So we're we're 43 and 46. And I'm like, I don't want to work right now. I, right. I think well, we should take a break. I think we should take a break, yeah. take a year off. You know, some people talk about that, take a year off and, yeah. and just go travel and see how it works out.
1: We had savings, we had money for the travel, we and I said, "Well, what do we got?" We, so we kind of looked at the accounts and you know, we don't we weren't really spending a lot. We were just kind of the majority of the money goes to the bank and we just kind of pay and, our bills.
0: And by this time we had five four four rentals in our primary residence and and our real estate was doing really well and our retirements, uh, our retirement accounts were growing nicely and the brokerage account was just kind of moving along steadily. We don't and so at the time we had four. So four what days. happened was we sold two properties and went from four doors to eight doors in 2018. Okay.
2: Yeah. Right. Okay. So wait. Eight.
0: So you sold two and so you went from four to eight. So then yes. you bought another one. We bought a multifamily. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. So we used one of the uh, prop- profits from one of the properties we sold and rolled it into a six-unit property. 1031
1: estate. exchange.
0: Nice. Now that's what I'm talking about, using the, the tax code to your right. advantage. Word. Right? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> and right
0: now it was just through listening to audio books. Yep. You know, Rob mm-hmm. Robert got me to listen to the, the or Millionaire real estate, real estate Investor. investor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. So girl. We were listening to the audio books. We were listening to the podcast and I was like, oh, this is so doable. Yeah. You know, you mm-hmm. got internet to support you and whatever questions you have. And I was like, I think that we now have enough where we could just take some time off and do the year travel. Rob wanted to do it, but he was definitely a little nervous. Terrified. About it. I mean, that's that's, well, un, wait,
1: that's uncharted uh, waters right there. Yeah.
0: That is so I, I funny. I was nervous. Said that terrified. is so funny because before, Sean, it was you who were, had some trepidation, and now Rob is the one who's like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, I'm talking about, we're talking about leaving jobs. I mean, nobody. Who does that, right? Right,
0: so, right, 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 right. Exactly. Good, so, yeah. good paying jobs. We hate the Kardashians, yeah. Right, yeah. right, even right. good jobs. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I I get that because I think that's some of the um, concerns that my clients have is that we have jobs and people feel like there's a certain amount of security that's in place when you have the job. I tend to disagree a little bit only because I, I'm a, a business owner and I think you have more security when you're working for yourself just because right. it. A job can be swept right from up under us. Mm-hmm. But when you are working on your own financial freedom, then and you have your own plan, then you can guide that ship. That's right. That's exactly right. So you can definitely guide that ship to where you want to be in the future. And uh, you are the, what is that? The the master of your, what, how does that destiny. go? Mm-hmm. That's the master right. of your destiny. That's exactly right. You and know. so many people learned that during the pandemic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they yeah. yes, they did.
1: Yes, they, they did. Before you know it,
0: they're all kind of entrepreneurs. People are starting mm-hmm. businesses like, everywhere out of necessity.
1: Yeah, they're realtors like hotcakes now too. Right. Oh
0: my goodness. So yeah, so that kind of brings us to, to present day. We uh, we spent a year traveling the world. We did six continents and more than 25 countries. Yep. And uh, that was very stressful.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't
2: recommend Was it, it. Really?
0: It was. We yeah. didn't take yeah. enough breaks.
1: We oh, spent right. a lot
0: of time yeah. out there. We learned a
1: lot. We learned a lot. Yeah. It was beautiful, but it was, you know.
0: Yeah. It's hard on a relationship, honestly. So rem- imagine, you know, spending all of your time with one person in the space of a hotel room. You're in a foreign country, and you can't just, you can't just like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm yeah. going out. Yeah. Right, you know, right, there, right, to take that break. There no
1: friends to help. You can't just be walking the streets of Columbia. I'm going, I'm, I'm leaving.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> And come up missing Right you <laughs> don't have the opportunity to talk to friends to kind of buffer your feelings everything like. then you have the stress of Traveling. changing airports
1: yes. mm-hmm. hotels
0: food cultures and we were moving like every four to seven days yes
1: it, that, oh, that the really? problem. problem was we didn't stay any, any- if we would have stayed in one location for like a month that would have probably been much much easier we, but we were that. just
0: so focused on seeing as many Everything. places as yes. we could we didn't
1: know we would ever have this opportunity again or how much we love to travel we go somewhere new every year i take my wife somewhere new every year for a- our anniversary and i was like man we can knock out a bunch of them this time right for a whole <laughs> Right, year.
0: right yeah so <laughs> so we you did. were gone for an entire 12 months yeah, yes. pretty much. Right, yeah. And oh,
1: December we came. Yeah, we finished yep. up in like November December. in
0: Yeah, December. right before the holidays yep. um cuz our family's big on, you know, are you guys at least going to be home for the, holidays, the holiday? the yeah. with us? Yeah. And um yeah, so that it so it it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a it's it's a blessing to have had the experience. Yeah. Now and and then we were planning that route on our own as well. Oh, at yeah. the time, I was going to be or I was a travel agent. I I signed up to be a travel agent, not only for the discounts they gave us as travel, but I thought, who wouldn't want to book travel with a world traveler? Right, right, I was absolutely. Like, perfect. We had a plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There mm-hmm. isn't much money in being a travel agent, by the way. Okay. And then, <laughs> not only was there not much money in it, but then the pandemic hit.
1: Yes. And mm-hmm. shut right. all
0: of that down. Right
1: on time, we were coming home. So. Yeah.
0: Oh so, wow. Um, Rob had gotten his license to be a realtor while he was still working in it i
1: was doing a part-time yeah
0: right so Mm -hmm. he already started to build up his knowledge in that space because we had such a so we had had a plan to buy so many more properties Mm -hmm. that we were just like it only makes sense that one of us become a realtor and i looked at him and said that one of us needs to be you (laughs) because my job didn't allow for a side hustle Right. right Mm-hmm. His, you know, his job was eight, nine to five where he could come home and it would be over. Mine was right. never ending. Right. Okay. OK, got it. Got it. So where are you guys now? How many doors did you have? Did you set a goal for? And then where are you now with regards to that? So we'd actually initially set our goal based on income. but What happened was it became a seller's market. Yes. Yes. It became a seller's market, and even though you might find, as a real estate investor, what I believe is, anytime you have a troubled property, one that is giving you too many headaches regarding repairs, or the mm-hmm. quality of tenants aren't what you need them to be, you have an opportunity to sell and make a profit. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. And so we actually sold the six unit yeah. in 2021.
1: We've yeah we sold. Oh,
0: okay, areas. just last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we sold yeah. the six. Yeah, unit. they
1: were just bidding ridiculous over asking ridiculous
0: yeah yeah so we made really good money on that and then and we still have two single family properties uh here in texas that are doing really well and Mm -hmm. rob is now a full-time licensed texas realtor so our decision to leave corporate america was about becoming entrepreneurs and pursuing our own passions versus working solely for the purpose of making money somewhere else. Yeah. And so, you know, Rob loves real estate and being a realtor is right up his alley. He works with a lot of investors as well as individual buyers and sellers. So that's been a really good transition for him. Yes. And he gets to control his day. Yeah, right? exactly. And they kind of
1: know us. They kind of Most people already kind of know us from somewhere. Mm -hmm, which is really mm -hmm, cool and mm -hmm. they're like man obviously you know what you're doing and so so i'm like that like she said like 75 80 percent of people who call me are already real real estate investors or want to be investors and Mm -hmm. then so it's a really easy conversation i know what i'm talking about and you know i kind of tell them hey this is how we did it this is how i see what's happening and whatever and so yeah
0: and most realtors don't invest
1: that's, so finding yes, a real investor
0: that, that actually is an investor is a rare
1: thing. Yeah, it's weird. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's a great little niche to have to say, hey, I work with investors based on my own experience as an investor. Yep. Right. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. we so we started the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we tried to do that while we were traveling. Another thing I do not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, it's a work. lot of work. We, we were we were create, trying to create YouTube videos and write blog posts. Yep. Over the course of and, that time, and I was trying to book and travel. Book the
1: next place because we we didn't right. plan out our book. We didn't plan out our places. We we brought the new year in our first travel destination. Renee was in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Right, a wow. one way ticket. Yep, a one way ticket. Yeah. And then. Next thing you know, we just kind of planned each one after that based on the map and yeah. what we had our all the all of our dream location
0: Right, we just kind of plotted and checked the price of flights
1: by the week, and
0: they saw so that it, was you the are like kidding. Time. Oh yeah. no, wow. not kidding. You I guys are so such good. adventurers.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we, we know better now. <laughs>
0: we just didn't know any better we're so we're out okay here. We're trying to do all of this you yes. know if you've ever we met at Fancon, right and right. Fancon right. will have you doing all of the base.
1: craziness I
0: <laughs> We got our first one was 2018. Right before we made, right before we made our our journey. Right before we mm-hmm. started our our first one year voyage, and we came there with just a website. and We were gonna be, have a blog. Before, mm-hmm. by the time we left, people were like, "You guys are gonna do YouTube, right?" Yeah, we're you look like, great. You
1: look great. you Should be on camera. We were
0: like, "Oh, maybe we should do YouTube." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. What, <laughs> yeah we're gorgeous. What's what are, what? are we thinking? What are we thinking?
0: Oh, God, stop
1: <laughs> it. So
0: man, Right. We were because we were traveling. We was like, "Oh
1: yeah, we can." Do do travel yeah. vlogs that's what we thought yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it's a lot of work it
0: really is you know mm-hmm. doing anything on social media I tell you you know consistently anyway it's mm-hmm. a lot of work <laughs> so so for the first time we've got a YouTube we've got a blog we've got an Instagram mm-hmm. all of this at the same time while we are uh while we're traveling, traveling world. Insane. Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah that's a lot that's a lot yeah. Well, you guys, I tell you, you are definitely, I think you have carved out your own American dream and I love it. That's why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I felt like it was, it was so unique from everything that you hear and you write, I I when I went to FinCon, I realized there was a whole different world out there aside yeah. from, from this idea of working until you're 65 and then retiring. There are people that are working from anywhere, and I mean the pandemic uh-huh. has kind of lifted the veil off of that as well. But. Yeah. But I really realized that there was a completely different world out there when I went to FinCon, you know, and I'm a financial planner, you know, so, you know. The financial independence movement is insane. It's insane. It's an eye opener. It really, really is because you get a chance to see that there are people who are living completely different lives, they're living their lives that provide them with the freedom that they want. And it's a lot of that is because it's not tied to say having the mortgage, having the the debt that we get on the cars and, and the student loans and all of that other stuff. When you can free yourself of that, Mm -hmm. then you can do whatever you want to with your life. Yes, love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I really wanted to have you guys on on the podcast, because it's a very different experience from what we see as the quote unquote norm. You're living your life on your own terms. And I think at the end of the day, what we all really want is the freedom. Yes. You know, we don't know that
1: a lot of us just don't exactly, know. that. Exactly.
0: Exactly. We just don't realize it yes. because we've been told that happiness is tied to all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: ma'am. Renee, I would give up any car, any house, anything for my freedom now absolutely. i know now i know the bottom line
0: absolutely absolutely because you guys had a, a taste of that and, and now you see that you know there is nothing greater than having freedom freedom to do come go and you know be whoever you want to be and share that with your loved ones
1: yeah. yes you know going back now <laughs> i know
0: that's right <laughs> Well, listen, this has been awesome. Is there any advice that you would share with couples to help them to navigate through their finances so that they can also get on the same page and really live out their lives or live out their their own definition of the American dream? I would say just getting on page with that shared vision. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, our faith was a big part of that. We definitely, definitely incorporated prayer as we began this journey of getting our finances together and building out what we wanted our future to look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. just just educating yourself, right? Listening to podcasts, reading the books. If conferences are your thing, go to those, but get yourself in an environment where mentally you are opening, you are open to growing. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where we were learned. And that's kind of, that's where we came up with learning hustle grow, right? The mm-hmm. more we learned, we realized the work that we needed to do to reach our goals. We put those, we, we put those goals in writing and go. then we're always open to growing from here, right? Things have changed for us a lot. I started out as a travel agent, the pandemic hit. I had some familiarity with long-term investing and I met Terry Ijeoma at, think on as well yes, and really yes, liked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked her and then I took her course on um, you know learning to trade in the stock market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then that became, you know, the way that I bring in an additional source of income. Yep. So you do have to be willing to adjust and change and to do that with your partner. Yeah. You know, it's great if, if one of you wants to stay in corporate while while one of them pursues the entrepreneurial passion. The way we did, it might not be for everyone. It can be really hard. Right. But the fact that we had no debt gave us just a tremendous uh, foundation yes. to take these kinds of risks. Right, right. We, exactly. can do any,
1: we can try anything we want. Like we're, ta- we're thinking about trying an Airbnb now, right? We're talking right. about exactly. that. So, mm-hmm. and it is it's a great place in life to be. And you just got to kind of have, the same end game goals. Like where where are we trying to take this, mama? Like where, where, where what's the what's the plan, right? Right, right Everybody exactly. get on the same page? I mean, you, you'll be unstoppable as a couple. So
0: absolutely. And I think that's key. One of the things I think that's important that I always encourage clients is write down your goals. That's really important. And then let me ask you guys, how do you stay committed to your vision? Because there's so many distractions in the world, especially when you're on social media. How do you stay committed to that? Honestly, we have, we live a tremendously blessed life, Renee, and we recognize that we're in a position that most people could only dream of being in. So I want to say gratitude for where we are is a big part of Right. you could always want more stuff yeah there's always more stuff to get but then you have to think about we've gone 12 years without a car note.
1: right yeah what mm-hmm. does it look
0: like to own that new right.
1: I don't want to be giving that money up every month, <laughs> right. you know, right. like it's, it's honestly it's not that hard once you get to once you mentally get there Renee mm-hmm. you, it's not that hard it's like all these distractions come out like me and my wife you know of course it's like any couple right you talk about people right and then you'll see somebody and be like, "I oh, mean, that's stupid. What are they doing? What are they? Why are they doing that?" Right? right? <laughs> I mean, you know, we right away we're on the same page. We're already disagreeing. Like when you see somebody with a you know hundred thousand dollar truck, it's like, look, "Dude, you that's just time and money you just gave that employer that that's you." Right. That New Range Rover, this costs $150,000, you know, unless you mm-hmm. just got it like that, right? right I don't, right, right, right. I don't have and, it, like or that.
0: unless you really love your job, we right. are yes, not yes. telling everybody that they need to quit their job, right? And we try to emphasize that when we talk to people who we yeah. know personally. Yeah, if you love if you what love you're it, doing, by all
1: means, that's different, do it. keep you know,
0: doing that, make yeah. that money.
1: It's kind of like me, I just like, make I'm some good investments. Like, I love being a real estate agent, I never thought right. I'd say that about anything. I, I, it was cool, I loved it in the beginning when I was young. Now I love what I do now, you know. Right. And, and I've never thought I'd find anything that I actually truly loved, right? So honestly, I as long as I'm making enough money, Rashawn can do pretty much what she wants to do. Cause if I Absolutely. if I'm doing what I love, I don't care what she's doing. Right. But as Absolutely. long as I can make some money. So
0: yeah. And I think that's the key too, is if you are pursuing your passion then you're really a rare rare breed. Uh, But if you can do work that you love, then by all means. And I always say that I'm not against buying stuff. If that makes you happy, as long as it doesn't come at the expense of your priorities. Right. And and I think when I talk to a lot of clients, a lot of them are not happy with their jobs. And Mm -hmm. if if you pay them a million dollars tomorrow, they would quit.
2: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: If you find yourself in a situation like that, it's a great time to really reevaluate what's really important. What are your values? And if money was not on the That's table, that, yeah. what would mm-hmm. you do? It's that simple question of what would you do? And for a lot of people, they wouldn't stay at their jobs. Yep. They would not stay at their jobs. But at the same time, we go out and we buy a bunch of stuff that keeps us tethered to our jobs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So mm-hmm. that's, that's an issue. And that's a cycle that we have to somehow get ourselves out of, but great job, you know, guys, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. This has been wonderful. And I hope that my listeners have found some very valuable information from this and been inspired. I know I'm inspired because I'm already thinking about how can I go and spend six months so I can Bali somewhere, oh. <laughs> 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 you know? Yes, it yeah, is I, beautiful. It is. Don't forget your sunscreen. Get your sunscreen. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So yeah, that's what I want to do. I'd like to go and spend six months over in Bali. But yes, Vincon changed my perspective of the world. It really did because now yeah. my attitude is I want to be in a position to work from anywhere. You know, And so that's how I'm I'm setting up the practice. It's easier to do it that way now because more people are open to being virtual. So it's been a great journey to get to this place where you can see life from a different perspective. This has been wonderful. How can people support you? How can they support you on social media? We are on YouTube. If they Uh want to check us out at youtube.com forward slash learn hustle grow. That's where we create content once a week. Where okay. we're sharing our information on investing, real estate, um, personal, all kind of fi- personal finance tips. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally we share our travel experience. Yeah, once
1: we go somewhere, every time we go, somewhere, we throw that video up there.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. And you have some great pictures. I've seen your pictures on social media. I love them. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Renee. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. You take care of yourselves For now. Time. Okay. Right. You- Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Retire Ready To podcast. If you'd like to stay connected with Rob and Rishon Lee, you can connect with them on Instagram. They're at Learn Hustle Grow. And I want to add that if you're considering a move to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and you need a realtor, definitely contact Rob Lee. He knows all things real estate in the area and will definitely take care of your real estate needs. You can reach him on Facebook. Go to Facebook and Rob Lee, TX, Realtor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, your family, and provide us with a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, remember, there is no secret to building wealth. Spend less than you make and invest the rest. Until then, take care and go be great today.